Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Hey, hey, what's up? It's me, Steve. Long time no hear from, right? Um, yeah, it's April. When was my last podcast? January. <laughs> I'm going to try and do these quarterly. I think if I do uh, four podcasts a year, that's going to be an accomplishment. I'm just joking. I'm going to try and do these more often. I know I say that every time. I just have a real problem with momentum. Uh, but hey, we've got one this week and we've got a doozy. Troy Van Leeuwen. Guitar player from such bands as A Perfect Circle, Failure, uh, his band Sweethead, and probably most famously um, for Queens of the Stone Age. Um, I probably met Troy uh, f- five or six years ago, and um, I'm a huge fan. He's a great musician and also a great guy, as you will hear in this podcast. Um which I thought was really great because um, I'm recording this intro, obviously, after. Uh, one thing that I uh, that I forgot to uh, talk to Troy about, which bums me out, was uh, he's got an album that came out this year called Sun Trash, uh, which you should check out. It's so good. It's so analogy and dirty and just... Rocky. It's really fucking great. You should check it out. It's on iTunes. Um, and I really wanted to talk to him because it's an album that he says was, <laughs> I know I'm going to get the, this wrong, but it was a re- album that was recorded. I think he said in six days over a period of nine years. <laughs> uh, I'm really pissed at myself for not talking to him about that, but it's a great album. You should check it out. And uh, you should really check out everything Troy's done. He's a pretty phenomenal musician. Uh, So thanks to Troy for doing the podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to try and do these more often. We'll see how that goes, though. Thanks. doing fucking taxes and stupid shit like that. Yeah. But I was going to say, hey, let's meet up at Chili John's. And I just got... You know, wrapped up with. I went there regard. I always go there, either before or after here. But I have to go to a sound check after this. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. You what, should do that show sometime. What's going on there? I do a monthly show at the Baked Potato. Yeah. Have you ever been there? I've never been there, dude. It's fucking rad. I hear it's. I mean, there's lots of stuff that happens there. There's my friend George Trips does something there too. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, no, and tonight is the one year anniversary of the show that Brendan Small and I do. Oh, okay. Brendan, who created 
Metalocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Um, so we're doing a show with Mark Marin and cool. I would go tonight, but my, I, you know, the, our our booking agent Steve Strange. I don't know if you ever met him. I've met Steve. You've met, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his birthday tonight, so it's, we're having dinner with a him. rager. Um, I <laughs> it always <laughs> ends up going that direction, but yeah. I'm gonna try. I was out last night. You know, I went to see Royal Blood, and how was that? It was, they're good, man. And where was it? It was at the Fonda. Um, yeah, the Fonda Theater. Fond- is that the one on Hollywood Boulevard? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that place. Yeah, it's good. We're recording, by the way. I see that. So you know. oh. The old professional tools are, are rolling. Yeah. The digital tape is rolling. I'm here with Troy Van Leeuwen of Queens of the Stone Age. Hi. Um, how's it going, man? <laughs> I haven't just, so, you know, I haven't done one of these in so fucking long. Um, I'm a little out of practice myself, so. Have you done a podcast before? No, I mean, I don't think so. It's kind of like radio, <laughs> isn't it? It's the new radio, it's the basically. the new radio, basically. Um, I used to do it, like, weekly. Yeah. And then I'm such a procrastinator, and I'm really bad at following up on shit. And I hate, fucking hate asking my friends to do stuff. <laughs> so, like, if I ask somebody, like, I've asked Josh to do it, and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can't do it next week, but let's do it. And then kind, I will kind of just, similar to what happened with me, too. Yeah, yeah, next week's good. No, no, wait, wait, no. But then I will just not ask. I'll be like, oh, if he can't do it next week, that he's probably just trying it's to get it. out of it. It's over. So I am not going to fucking ask him again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, and <laughs> it's gone from weekly to then it was, like, monthly. And I think the last one I did was, like, around Christmas. Awesome. It's, like – twice a year now I, I feel so <laughs> shitty and i'll do an intro for this after we're done right where i'm like hey i'm back with a new show thanks for listening mm-hmm. the the this is an i'm gonna start doing these again regularly look yeah. for a new one next week and i won't do one next yeah, of week course not. and it'll be <laughs> i've been so busy are, have you are you just, busy right now or are you yeah I'm, I'm staying busy you know i'm busy like rocking my robe and my slippers at home in your new house <laughs> um no, but I, I'm I'm working on some new stuff with uh, with Sweethead and a couple other things here and there. One of the yeah, one of the questions I tweeted at people to ask, you know, mm-hmm. to tweet us questions, and one of them somebody asked was, "Is is there a new Sweethead coming?" There is, yeah. There's a new uh, full length record that I'm going to mix, hopefully starting next week. Did you record it at your place? Um, it was recorded in multiple places. <laughs> some some on the road, some at my. You know, I've moved like three or four times in the last five years. So, but your current place, but is, my current place is yeah, set up too, and that's where I'm going to mix it at. And um, yeah, it's you it's can't track in. drums at your place, can you? I haven't tested it out with the neighbors yet. <laughs> is it is it big enough to track drums in? I didn't. It's not. I don't really. remember it being. There's you know, there's like a there's like an extra kind of like back house. Yeah. That I would have to like set up in there to track. You know. But I've got my board set up in in one of my bedrooms, and it's just kind of like a mixing over. No, I saw it. It's really yeah. nice. I'd it's, be like, it's working out good, man. I'd be yeah. like, fuck, I'd be in here constantly. <laughs> Dude, like I said, I'm in my robe, and my slippers all day long. Just you just roll out of bed right into the studio. <laughs> right into the studio. That's the <laughs> fucking best way. Sadly, I have neighbors. I live in an apartment in Beechwood Canyon, mm-hmm. and I have literally like my wall. There's like a driveway. It's like ten feet wide, and yeah. then there's a house with dudes who are in a band, and they 
record and track and mix and do everything in their fucking living room with their windows and doors wide open. Of course. It is fucking bananas, dude. Like, it's fucking bananas how loud it is. Right? I mean, it just bounces around like forever. And like fucking loud. Like, to a point where I would be like, I can't. I, I, you're like, I, I you're would like be afraid <laughs> to, to fucking piss my neighbors off. And yeah. these guys are like, and I'll like yell out my window like, hey, can you turn it down? And they give me the biggest attitude like, ugh, fucking fine. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, fucking fine. Dude, you're, bra- ba- you're breaking the law. I mean, I know, you have totally. to keep it below a certain decibel. Yeah, I mean, you know, are they are they good? No, that's okay, the well, other that's, shit. Is that's, it's that's fucked up then. The fucking worst Can music. Can you call like the the music police? <laughs> Just like you're... I've called the cops on them yeah. before. I and arrest I, these people. And I hate when I do it. Too. I hate when I'm dialing the number cuz I'm like I'm that fucking man. I'm the old man <laughs> who's just like oh, fuck it bums me out. And then, you know, you see them afterwards like you walk into your car and the, like, the awkward hey. like, hey. <laughs> hey. But you know what? They're forcing you to be that guy. That's the, not cool. Well, like, at least at your place, you're kind of secluded. Yeah. Are you soundproofed at all in your... No, I'm not. No. <laughs> no. But it's That's... like you've got distance between I you do. and your neighbors. I do. I've got some distance. And also, I, I am... I, I think it's, you know, for me, it's proper to, like, respect... Your neighbors. You're living next to them, you know? I mean... It's crazy. You want to look out for each other, you know? You want to have some kind of sense of, like, respect for each other, so... I'm jealous of you more for the fact that you own a house than anything else. <laughs> the fact that you're in, like, this great rock band. Any, I'm like, oh, any of my friends that have a house, I'm so fucking... I yeah. think about it more than I think about sex now. I'm 46 years old, yeah. <laughs> and all I think about is a house. Well, dude, now that I... A, a new homeowner again. I'm just like now. That's all I think about. Still, is the house. Is the house. Like there's always stuff to do on the house. There's always things to fix. So it never stops. Are you a are you a fix it guy? Can you fix? I, shit? I can do some things. Really? You know? Yeah, but I can't like like there was some gas line that. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Had, no. no, I'm not doing that shit. No way. <laughs> I don't um, know shit. Like my fucking lights go out in my apartment. I can't. I'm also in like a 1920s building, so yeah. like they have those weird fuses, fuses that are like the yeah. screw-in kind that yep. are like huge, They're huge, yeah. That like I didn't even know existed, and then and they still sell them. Yeah, and there's not so there's a fuse box, but you can't like flip a switch and your lights come back nope. on. Nope, you gotta have you have those. To go to Home going. Depot and just buy. I had to buy yeah, a box because <laughs> if I run a hair dryer at the same time the air conditioning is going, all yeah. my lights blow out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also, some of my lights aren't even connected to the fuse box in my house. I have to go into the basement of the apartment Jeez. complex and and find the right one, and it's shitty because they don't have them marked correctly. So, like, the so one that says my address, <laughs> if I unscrew to, to change a fuse, I'm going to – Pull, blow out like, the power in hey! someone else's. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I could blow out the power in my neighbor's house. Uh, that would be fuckers. Awesome. Just yeah, just plug in some hair dryers and a toaster and And it's like outside. and it's not like I'm listening to a concert. It's not like they're playing every song or rehearsing. It's like they'll be recording a song so I hear the same fucking oh, riff dude. 
for a whole goddamn day. Yeah. That's, or the, that's rough. Or a girl who will be singing like, He wants high. <laughs> he wants high. Dude, fucking really all good. goddamn day. And I like open the window and I yell, You fucking suck. <laughs> and then it'll be quiet for like half an hour. Oh, shit. And then you'll hear, He wants high. <laughs> I want to get like an air horn, so when I know they're recording, I Dude, can just. That would be amazing. You should just get like all kinds of like if you could find a train horn, just like oh, <laughs> just. I know a guy who had one put in his car. I do. I my dad, you know, when I was growing up, he he ran an auto body shop and uh, and he installed one in one of his friend's truck. So every time he would go by the shop, it'd be like oh. Yeah, when I I used to work at a summer camp and. One of the counselors there had like a Honda Accord with a fucking, it wasn't a train horn, but it was like from a semi truck right. under his hood. It was the loudest fucking thing I ever heard. It was amazing. That's good. I would love to do that. I've also wanted to put a, um, like a speaker, like, like a microphone speaker. Oh, yeah. Like a, like a PA. Like a PA. In my car. Yeah. So I could just yell at people. Fucking duh. <laughs> Stay in your lane, dick. That's my thing when I yell. Uh, I'm the worst. I have such road rage. Like, when I yell at people, I don't curse. I just yell, duh. <laughs> oh, man. It's That's usually great. people that are, like, walking <laughs> walking across the intersection when the light turns red. And, they're, and they don't hurry. They just keep walking, so you're waiting for them to get across the intersection. And they're usually checking their phone. So as I oh drive God, by, yeah. I'm always like, duh. <laughs> I'm such a fucking idiot. God, I, 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 w- I wish somebody would do that to me when I'm walking down the street. Just stick your head out of the car. <laughs> I want, and this I'm going to do that to you. <laughs> this won't translate on an audio podcast, but I was, this is like 10 years ago. I was at a light. It was like eight o'clock in the morning. I forget where I was going. I was probably I was probably working on a show or something, and I was sitting in a light and I was eating like a bagel, <laughs> and I was just half asleep. And I'm sitting there and I'm chewing it, and I look over at the car next to me at the red light, and the guy's just staring at me, and he's mimicking me chewing, but like over mimicking, like oh, nom, nom. that might be where I picked up the dur, but. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did I... I wasn't, didn't even do anything to him. I'm just eating, dude. Can a dude eat in his car? Apparently not. Bullshit. Um, so you guys just finished it. Were you touring for two years? I would say 18 months. I don't know. Fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was... It, usually those kind of tours... I mean, you got... Yeah, of course, you, you have to take, you know couple weeks off here a couple weeks off there you know otherwise you just destroy each other but uh i'm like the exact opposite i'll like i'll tour for maybe a couple weeks here or a couple <laughs> weeks. i can't imagine honestly like going on the road for basically you know a year and a half to two yeah. years and i i can yeah I, re- I remember after the halloween show your guys last show I, I think most of you guys, I was like, so what are you doing next? Taking a vacation? And like every fucking one of you was like, 
now I'm going back out on tour. Like, you know, we, <laughs> like you were going out with Serena and yeah. Sweethead, right? Uh, we were we were going to, but that it didn't we, happen. We decided to wait. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to finish the record first, but yeah, I know Mikey is on the road. I, I mean, yeah, Mini Mansions, Mini Mansions right out stuff. Dean is with Jack White. Yeah, you know, it's like, and then you know, yeah, and John. Actually, I think John is making a couple of records right now. He's he's in town, but yeah, everyone's like, hey, we're gonna do our other stuff. It's like, fuck! You've just been gone for yeah. like almost two years. Don't you want to just stay? I'm glad I'm not. I didn't go right back on the road. I'm I'm glad I kind of stuck around. Yeah, you had yeah. a new house. I would have just yeah. been like, I don't want to leave my bedroom <laughs> I, for. I I haven't been. <laughs> like last night, I went out. Yeah, saw I saw Royal Blood, and they're they're really good. But I like I don't. I haven't been going out much, you know. So it's nice to see some new music. Do you like touring? Is it exhausting for you? I I I actually love it. Yeah, um, it, and it is exhausting, but it's the, the kind of exhausting that, you know, you're like, oh, I can actually sleep, you know. It's um, also a pretty decent touring situation with you guys. Yeah, it helps. As opposed to, like, in a van. I, I've done all <laughs> kinds of touring. I've yeah. done the van. I've done the Sprinter. I've done the bus. And uh, actually, you know, I think there's a – I, I know I've got trucker blood in me. Like, I have four <laughs> uncles and a brother – they all drive Peterbilts, you know. No shit. Like, yeah, they're all truck drivers, and and they've been forever, and it's yeah, you know, it's some of that diesel fuel just kind of like. What runs. kind of stuff do they? Transport? All kinds of stuff, you know. I mean, just I, whoever's paying. Yeah, whoever's paying, you know. They try and stay within, you know. Where too, are you from? I'm from just outside of Long Beach, a town called Lakewood. Oh shit! I know yeah. Lakewood. Mm-hmm. I my brother lives in Orange County, and yeah. I grew up in Riverside. You never meet people from. No, the L.A. area. I know Southern California. So you're a, you're a, a Southern California boy as well. Yeah, awesome. especially a lot with actors. Like you meet actors and they're like, yeah, yeah I came here in 1997 mm-hmm. from you know Mississippi or Minnesota. But like even more so with musicians. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. And I came to L.A. to be a musician. Mm-hmm. In like '95, moved here with a band. Immediately fell apart. <laughs> I was the only one who stayed in L.A. Yeah. And I tried to figure out a way to stay in L.A. Because I was like, what? I'm, how am I going to stay here? And it yeah. really, for me, and I've said this before, it was, wasn't was like I the stakes weren't high. Like, right. if things didn't work out, I could be back at my parents' house in an hour. Sure. <laughs> but I was still like, I want to stay here. So I just enrolled at, like, Musicians Institute. Right. And How, um, how was that? It was all right. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to learn to read music and charts yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, just technique stuff because I, I was a bass player. Right. And I learned all it, all of it, and I've since forgotten. <laughs> I can't read music at all. <laughs> if you gave me a chart, I could figure it out, but it would take me a long time. Dude, every good boy does fine. It would take me forever. Yeah, like, every good boy does fine. That's all I remember, like an F-A-C-E, face. But it's like I tried it too. And it's just I'm a better I'm a better listener than I am a reader. Did you did you ever do session work? Yeah, yeah, I did. Really? Mm-hmm. For I did, for how long? I um, I did it for like, you know what? I off and on for like most of the '90s. You know, like early to to late '90s, and then. Did you ever work like day job day jobs, or were oh, you yeah. just like? Oh, right yeah. to music. I would work at this place. I don't know if you remember this place called uh, Flora Kitchen. No. It was on 
It was on 6th and La Brea. Yeah? Yeah. It was just a place where a lot of musicians, you know, would work during the day. <laughs> really? And then would, like, play. Or I, I actually, the first tours that I did with, with Failure, uh-huh. I would come back to my job at Floor Kitchen in between tours because it was like we were all in a van not making any money. And When so. was the first time you were like, I can make a living doing music? Like where you're like, I don't have to work a day job anymore. Well, I mean, that was sort of the first kind of, you know, I mean, I I was doing session work right before that too, you know, yeah. so, but it was really sporadic, you know. Um, um, but, you know, it was sort of after that whole experience, you know, um, with failure, you know, after the band disbanded in 97, yeah. I, uh, I was friends with a, a couple of producers and they would always, you know, hire me to do stuff right did a lot of did a lot of crappy fucking records <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay the bill somehow yeah yeah but I, uh, it was also that was kind of the birth of pro tools and stuff yeah so i was like I, I better learn how to use this stuff because it's like you know and i ended up being you know like a, a editor for for stuff chopping samples for remixes right. and shit like that so so it was kind of you know before i i really went on like you know, bigger tours with like Perfect Circle and Queens. I was in the studio. When did you join Perfect Circle? Ninety nine. It was like, you know, during the end of the record making process. And how did you? I'm always curious about how musicians meet, or do you audition, or did you? That was a connection because because Failure opened up for Tool right. a bunch, and so you know, I knew Maynard through that uh, connection, and uh, and Billy. Uh, was you know he was a tech for Adam of Tools, so, yeah. so those are all the kind of connections. And you know you know Hutch, our sound uh-huh. man for Queens, he was doing sound for Failure too. Was so he really? Jesus Christ! That's how I met Josh and that whole scene too. So was Hutch ever just a straight up musician in a band, or has he always I, been? I doing believe sound? he did play bass at one point, like years and years and years ago, if I'm not mistaken. I think I, I heard him talking about being a bass player. That dude is yeah. one of the coolest motherfuckers I've he really ever. Is. <laughs> I love everything about that dude, including his fucking little house up there in Joshua Tree and yep. all his weird art he's, sculptures. He's the real deal. He's a great, like he's, you know, we've, I've known him for 20 years. Yeah, he's been with Josh for how many years? I don't know, but it, there's a he's a family member. You know? Yeah, and he's like one of the best people to have on the road with you because he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He doesn't bullshit. You know, it's yeah. like if it sucks, he'll let you know. You know, and that's invaluable. Some you know, and I've never instances. heard a bad show from any of you know your guys' shows or Jack's shows or yeah, yeah, anyone he's worked with. It's he always has a signature good. too. His, I mean. That's exactly why we wanted him to do Sound for Failure because, you know, when we'd see Caius, the uh-huh. floor would rumble. Oh, yeah. You know, he had so much low end going. It was yeah. just like, we got to get that guy. We need, you know, bowels to move. I remember when I saw them Crooked Vultures at the Wiltern, mm-hmm. it was, aside from like a ministry show that I saw in like the 90s, it right. was the loudest show I've ever seen in my life. I remember that show, yeah. I mean, my ears hurt blistering. the next day. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck that! Is it? That's fucking the loudest thing." Yeah. Other, I remember, and I saw Ministry in like at Irvine Meadows in like the mid '90s yeah. or early '90s, actually. Right. And I had to like 
find receipts in my wallet to ball up and put in my ears. It was so fucking loud. Wow. And um, the loudest audience I ever heard, though, was recently at an Arctic Monkey show. Oh, yeah. Just women screaming. I know. I just saw those guys last night, man. They're some of my favorite people. They're they're, they're awesome. fucking great. And, and they're so good. So good. <laughs> I'd never seen them live. I like their albums. And it, I think I've only actually met Alex, but I went to uh, their AM when they were doing their AM tour. Yeah. At the Wiltern, I went, I think, with Dave Catching. And, like, sound-wise, it was great, but, like, after each song... It was so fucking loud from girls screaming. Yep. Like crazy, like Beatles, like females just screaming. <laughs> it was fucking frightening. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I, I think I was at that same show too. And I remember specifically that it, the audience was loud. Yeah. It was really loud. One of the, probably the third, maybe the third loudest show I've ever been to, but just from an audience standpoint, which is amazing. I have a funny Maynard story. Um, when I was first living in L.A. and my band broke up and my girlfriend broke up with me. My girlfriend of like six years broke up with me and she moved back to Sacramento. Uh, like within uh, like a week or like a It month? all happened really fast. Yeah. Well, no, the band fell apart and she was living with me for most of my time at Musicians Institute. For, right. So probably like nine months. And then uh, – She's moved out, just dropped the bomb. She's like, uh, she's like, I think we should stop seeing each other. She moved. And I was like, fuck, now I have to find a band and like a place to live. Cause I couldn't, we were living in the apartments directly behind the parking lot at Tower Records on Sunset. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like overlooking the strip. It was one of the coolest apartments I've ever had. And that was probably pretty expensive even back then. Was I don't it? remember, yeah. but. Yeah, back then it was – I took two of us yeah, yeah. to pay for it. And so I had to move, and I just started playing with this band, and it was, like, mostly a girl band. It was, like, three girls and me and another guy. And one of the girls had been dating uh, this guy, Gary, from Green Jello. Gary Helsinger. Yeah, who was living with Maynard. Yeah. I and she's like, Gary and Maynard are looking for a roommate. <laughs> and I was like <laughs> – all right. Yeah. I was like, oh, I like Tool. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I and I also thought it was weird that someone from Tool would need roommates. I know. I was like, <laughs> they're pretty fucking. And this was like '96. Yeah, that was when I when I did their uh, tour with. <laughs> yeah, I'm like '96. Yeah, it was for Anima. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, they're. He's got to be touring and making some decent money. For sure. But I was like, uh, all right. Is is he cool? And I. I because, I mean, being a fan or not, I was just like, I can't live with somebody who's <laughs> – she's like, yeah, he's cool. She goes, they have a pet turkey. Yeah. She said he has a pet turkey that lives in the house. <laughs> and I was like, um, okay, I'm, I don't even want to go. In, you're like, I didn't even go to meet them. I should have gone just because I fucking love Tool and – Looking back now, I know that Maynard is like a huge comedy nerd. Like he was he really is, into yeah. those Mister Show. Oh guys yeah, and, definitely. Yeah. And uh, so I should have gone to meet him, but I was just like, ah, "That's so I, go, funny. I can't live in a house with a turkey. <laughs> yeah. That would drive me fucking crazy." And I'm really allergic to a lot of animals. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I would probably be allergic to. <laughs> You'd probably be allergic, yeah, to a turkey, a turkey that has might. free run in a house. <laughs> I think there's a there's a there's a connection. 
to that story with Hutch as well. Really? Because Hutch used to live out in Silmar, I believe, or Sun Valley. And the turkey ended up at Hutch's house. No that shit. That turkey, yeah. Really? And then coyotes ate the turkey. No. Yes. <laughs> so, let's see, That's I mean, so we could just go on with this whole perfect circle fucking, you know, thing where everything just kind of comes back to Maynard's turkey. I'm assuming he doesn't live with Gary anymore. I don't he's think from, he does. No. He's got a wine business now. He's, and he's in, yeah, he's got a few, probably a couple of houses. Did so. you play with, is it Pusifer or Pusifer? Pusifer. Yeah, whatever, yeah. I think it's Pusifer. I've heard every, every pronunciation, pronunciation of it. Yeah. Um, I never did. I mean, I actually, Sweethead opened up for them uh-huh. um, on a West Coast tour, which was a lot of fun. Um, and there's, their shows were always interesting because there's, you know, there's lots of video and, yeah. and um, you know, there's two drummers and two bass players, two guitar players. and Does Danny play with them? Play drums with them? Um, I know the guy at the time that was playing with them, his name is Jeff Friedel. Okay. Who also plays with Devo occasionally. Oh, and nice. He also plays in a perfect circle now um, when they play. So, And he actually played on Sweethead record. No shit? Yeah. So, um, more connections. Holy shit. When, it's uh, all pretty fucking incestuous, to be honest. It really is. So how did you meet Josh? Through Hutch. Yeah, I when Hutch. we were in the van on the failure tour, Hutch was in the van with us and he played us. It was on a cassette, wow. the Josh Homme demos that ended up being the first Queens of the Stone Age. No record. shit. Yeah, like Avon and Born to Hula. Yeah, regular John. Regular John and If Only and and all that stuff. And I remember back then I was like, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's how I met Josh through Hutch. I uh, I remember, because I grew up here in Southern California, so I knew of Caius, and I really loved Caius, and then they just kind of disappeared. And there's no internet, so like a mm-hmm. band breaks up, you You're fucked. you just don't know about it either. You're like, you're like, what? You're like, God, they haven't put out an album in like years. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then um, I was at the Groundlings, and I was in classes at the Groundlings with Maya Rudolph, mm-hmm. and... One day she was like, she's like, you got to listen to this. And she had a CD of the first Queen CD. She's oh, like, wow. I went and saw these guys last night. You have, you have fucking shit. And she played it for me. And I was like, that's fucking wow. amazing. That's cool. That doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, he used to be in this band called Caius. And I was like, what? <laughs> I go, Kaya. She goes, uh, duh, Steve. Uh, <laughs> did you have to audition for them? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, we knew each other, so it was more or less like, come jam like, with us. Come, you know, me and Josh kind of, you know, had like a dinner slash let me sh- you know make sure you're playing the songs right <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I, I mean i was so you know hashtag blessed with a good ear that i could you know i could pick know, it up pick it up and and kind of figure out what do you there. play in alternate tunings yeah there's a few different tunings going on with queens i yeah. can't i am the most like i can only play in like your regular like was it 440 yeah yeah and I, like tonight, we're doing this one year anniversary show at the Baked Potato, mm-hmm. and I play. 
I usually write a song for every show that we do, like an oh, okay. original, like a comedy song, but like sure. usually really heavy shit. And uh, I started doing that with the hopes that, oh, like the end of a year, I'll have enough songs to do like a comedy album. Sure. Which I've done. I went out with the guys and we recorded at Rancho, five songs, and um, and now they're just sitting on a drive at my house. I got to finish this shit. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but tonight <laughs> I'm playing this "Moving in Stereo" by the Cars. Mm-hmm. But love that song. The Fu Manchu version, right. which is like in D. So like, I'm now faced with. I only have one guitar, so I'm like trying to tune down. Is it a while on stage, so I'm just like, uh, uh, talk. So, I, so t- <laughs> this is the part where I tune and I talk at the same time. I wish I just had two guitars so I could just have one in D. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, and I keep asking the guys, so, so the D string that would be C, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, ask because these guys I play with are all like, they're like legit studio musicians, right. like, um, our drummer Joe Travers, who. He's like the foremost authority on Zappa. Like he's, and right. he, they call him the Vault Master. He, he's in charge of the the Zappa Vault. Like oh, he wow. works in this room where Zappa had all of his, all of his recordings, which is thousands, thousands. because he would record yeah. everything he did. Like right. just jamming with someone, he would record it, and like a lot of it is unmarked. And so Joe just like ten hours a day, wow, listens to shit, digitizes it. Uh, you know, puts he's it in cataloging a, the catalogs whole thing. it, and wow. that's like he's been doing it for like ten years. Whoa! And he's like, I think like you know, last month I was like, how much longer do you think you can do this job? He's like, oh, there's enough. Like, I'll probably die before I finish no it all. That's amazing. And like, he'll come across shit with like Zappa jamming with Eric Clapton. Wow! It's like that's nuts. So he's fucking great, and they are, they're all studio guys. Mike Keneally, who actually played with Zappa and yeah. had a band called Beer for Dolphins, which and that guy's on a whole nother level. Like, I went, Anybody I, who played with, with Zappa has to have their shit together. Yeah, it's, I saw a video. There's a video on YouTube of Steve Vai talking about his Zappa audition, right. which was like a legitimate like day-long, like, Zappa would like, play this. Played this song, he'd give him sheet music, he'd like and he'd learn it and he'd play it and he'd be like, Okay, now play it in the key of, you know, oh C or like he'd have to play the whole thing in a different key. And I, I, uh you know what? I don't have I don't have time for that. I don't either. And <laughs> he did it. <laughs> and then at the end of the audition, just jokingly, Zap was like, uh, I hear um Linda Ronstadt's hiring a guitarist. Like <laughs> But he got the job. But like all those guys, you know, I and I've heard you know, you know, a bass player who played with with Dweezil's band, Dweezil and Amits, it was the same way. It was just right. like a full day of like serious playing. Like, yeah, yeah. And I remember I went when I was looking to join bands like in the nineties when my band broke up and there was no internet, you'd you know, you'd get like the LA Weekly yeah. and you'd go to the classified section and you'd find bands that were looking for people and remember there was a band like out in Upland and they, and you only can have to judge by they'd say what their influences are, and it'd be like, "Oh, I love Black Sabbath." Okay, yeah. and then you'd go, and they don't sound fucking anything <laughs> like it. But I'd go, and these guys are actually fucking amazing musicians, and I was shitty, 
And I go, and they're like, oh, so uh, let's jam. What do you want to play? And I was like, I don't know, the Sweet Leaf? Yeah. Realizing I didn't know how to fucking, I only knew the main fucking riff, and then it just starts You're like getting into this part, and I'm like, that's it. And then it we just, just played it. breaks off, and I was like, I'm going to go, guys. <laughs> oh, yes. The days of Music Connection was another one. Or music you, Connection. Music Connection was another magazine where it's like people would put their ads like, no drugs, only serious players yeah. must have own car, you know? Yeah. <laughs> must have a van because we don't have the fucking shit to... Record label interest. Yes, that was the other... Record label interest. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy, maybe you knew about this guy, when I first, was when I first started playing... I had a bass, and, like, I remember I, st- I bought a bass after I saw Jane's Addiction, and yeah. I was, like, at one of their Ford Amphitheater oh, shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, one of those really those shows. famous ones. And uh, I had a girlfriend. She's like, we got to go see these guys. And I went, and at that time, it was just hair metal and synth, you know, like Depeche Mode and shit. Sure. And so I'd never seen anything like it. I'm like, fuck this. And it was just so aggressive and people were just going crazy. Were going nuts, yeah. I was like, I think I want to be in a band. And I bought a bass like the next day. And um, yeah, you just, and, and so I just would sit and learn Jane's Addiction songs or whatever CDs I had. I would just sit and learn, figure them out. Yeah. And then um, I had a roommate in college, like on my sophomore year in college, and he was in a band that just did, like, covers, and uh, their bass player broke his arm. It was just like that thing you do with Tom Hanks, yeah. where the bass player breaks his arm, or the drummer. And so he's like, hey, you want to just jam with us? And I went, and, like, everything just fucking clicked. And instead of just playing, like, covers, we, like, Started writing in, like, stuff. one day we came up with, like, five songs, shitty punk songs, but, like, and we were all so stoked that I immediately got the LA Weekly out. I'm like, I'm going to book us some gigs. Yeah. <laughs> and like our very first gig was at the Whiskey A Go Go. And uh, we were still living in Riverside. And then we started doing a bunch of show, but there were a lot of pay to play. Like this guy, Mike Gian Greco, I think his name was, he used to book a lot of shows. There was a lot of that stuff happening. Yeah, there was so many people doing it too. It was hard to keep track of. Yeah. Just be like, you buy fifty, you know, oh fifty dollars worth of tickets, and yeah, I mean that that was just awful. And you're like, <laughs> this seems wrong, but I really want to play at the Roxy, so mm, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I I had that that experience too, and I just I I got really. I lost a lot of money doing that. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> and we're, I was and like, we're fuck like this. I'd we're like go... students. We're like, I yeah. have no fucking money. Yeah. You know, we would sell shit to buy fucking tickets to give to our friends and just give them to your. Yeah, you just end up giving them to them. Like, like, I'm not gonna sell these to my friends. People to come to your show. Here, I'm paying you to come see me. Yeah. Um, and that was all. Also, like when I was like, I first then I moved to L.A. because I was tired of driving back and forth and. I was just like, oh, I'm never going to make it as a musician because there's like any night of the week you can go to any one of these clubs and there's five fucking bands playing. And they're all scratching and clawing. <laughs> and like a lot of them are pretty fucking good and probably never going to make it. And we're just average. I'm like. <laughs> you were such a comedian. I love it. <laughs> I was so disillusioned. Yeah, I was totally. I was way into comedy too before music, but I was yeah. like. 
I thought for some reason it would be easier to. <laughs> You're like the shortcut. Now the looking at industry. it, I'm like music is by far because I've done it. You know, yeah. acting, stand up, music, art. I was an art major in college. I'm like, well, art might be the hardest one to make a <laughs> right. living at actually. Right? But like, <laughs> music of all the, like the performing arts, I was like. Hats off to anyone who can fucking make it. Dude, it's getting it. harder and harder, and it's like, yeah, it's it. Now that there is the internet, yeah, yeah internet <laughs> it's helps. Like, oh, here, here's our fucking record. Go ahead and steal it. Just go for it. I mean, because yeah. there's nothing we can do about it, you know. Like, go ahead. It's kind of like a business card now. Check yeah, out bands my band. like fucking will just put check their... out my band that you're already listening to, you know. Yeah, here's our resume. It's fucking twelve songs, basically for free now. <laughs> Yeah, it's rough, man. But I, I can't complain. Yeah, uh, Jesus. Let's go to some questions here. Yes. Let's look at some of these questions that. What kind of questions Detroit. you got? I'm also kind of thrown off. You're not wearing a suit. Well, I. It's it's one of those things. I'm sorry. I dressed down for you. I, and I wearing, know. I know it's like 90 degrees outside, and I'm wearing all black. <laughs> And I do appreciate the you so, are wearing black and there, a jacket. There is there is a, a little bit of style going on here that those um, of you who can't see me. Yeah, let's see. Let me find this hashtag. I know a lot of the questions are about your suits, which didn't shock me. <laughs> okay. Let's scroll down to the first. Wow, there's actually a lot. <laughs> the first one. Max Gardner. Hi, Troy. Who makes your suits, and where do you get your shoes? Do you have a suit maker? I don't. No, I just... We've I see, talked about this. I have a friend yeah. who makes vintage suits. Uh, I, That's I, all she does. I just like... If I see something I like, I, I'll, I'll get it, you know? And it, I don't... You know, there are a couple designers that I do like. You know, I like Vivian Westwood. You know, I like Yves Saint Laurent. But I don't like... I don't need to spend it tons to of money vintage. on something to be good. I like vintage stuff too, um, and uh, I'll just I'll wear whatever. It doesn't matter uh, if as long as it's like fits right, or if I could even take it to a tailor. Yeah, you know, it's that's the coolest thing. You for probably me. do have a tailor though that you. Well, you know, every time I move, I have to change my tailor. <laughs> you should check out my friend Anna Marie. Yeah? She's fucking. Okay. She makes vintage suits and dresses for movies and stuff. That it's sounds like, amazing. But shoe-wise, shoe you wear wise, some sweet shoes, shoe and I'm wise, always like, that does not look comfortable. It's it's funny, but, but yeah, I the same thing. If I see something it's like that stands out to me, I'll, I'll just say, I need that, or I'll, I'll just grab it, you know? <laughs> sometimes it's vintage, sometimes it's used, sometimes it's new, you know? Do you ever put, <laughs> like... Like orthotics in the shoes to be like, oh, this is so much better. No, I'm definitely a glutton for punishment when it comes to my 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 clothes and my fashions. I bought a pair of like those Red Wing boots, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, I've just always wanted some. And then I, I I did a job and I had some money, so I was like, I'm gonna get like two hundred dollar pair of boots and. They look really cool, but they were so fucking uncomfortable. Like, just everything is just, it's all leather. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was like, I know I have to break this in, but yep. Jesus Christ, I'd wear it for 20 minutes and be like, I have to put on my tennis <laughs> shoes right now. And literally, I'm at a point now where I can wear them all the time and they feel great. Yeah. But, like, and it's, it's been break in four period. years. Yeah. It was, like, four years of, like, I'm not going to wear these for a while. Yeah. That's another thing, like, you know, for... The type of shoes that I wear, 
I, I can, you can resole them, you know. So they're that's true. That's just they're kind of I I wear them and basically until they fall apart, you know, and they can't be like put back together. Um, Kevin Craven writes, "Who would be your dream Queens of the Stone Age collaborator?" I would just say, "Who would you like to collaborate with that you haven't played with yet?" Um, Who, like, who's your biggest influence guitar wise? Well, guitar wise, it was always Jimmy Page that that got me just kind of started, you know. Yeah. I mean, I I actually played drums before I played guitar. Really? Yeah. So it was oh, funny because yeah, I mean, and yeah, I was into Sabbath and Zeppelin and yeah. you know, all the rock stuff when I was a kid, you know. Uh, and ACDC, of course, you know, you oh. got to learn how to play Phil Rudd. They're playing again right now. Yeah, yeah, they're doing Coachella. Um, but my. Brendan, who I, who I do these shows with, mm-hmm. I think it was Brendan's, or no, it was somebody else. It might have been Dean Del Rey said he was at a club. They did a secret show at, like, I think the Dragonfly. Oh, wow. Like a few months ago. Really? And he said he was outside and there was this black, like, SUV, and he's like, oh, they have, like, an Uber, or, like, they have a driver. <laughs> and they all came out and they got in and just fucking brian johnson got in the driver's seat and he <laughs> just he's like drove off they're just driving themselves around That's and awesome. uh have you ever met jimmy page i did yes how was that it was intense he's so nice that's good to hear he was like it was really 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 cool i mean I, we he came to see queens play in london we did i think the itunes fest and you know we're doing our thing backstage and just you know, usually we have guitars that are laying around, and I, I, I got this really, really unique uh, Telecaster. That's a twelve-string from Fender. They yeah. they made it at the custom shop, and I was just just playing it, you know. And it's so funny because you know, I mean, anybody who, who you know who knows Jimmy Page plays a double-neck guitar. Yeah. And I was designing a double-neck guitar at the same time, but I, you know, Fender. While it was being made, it took like six or seven months to make this double neck that I that I have. They gave me this Telecaster to play in the meantime. So I'm playing it, and he fucking walks in. And I'm like... The Telecaster wasn't a double neck, though. No, was it? it wasn't. It was just a 12-string. It was string. just, yeah, it was just a, tw- a single neck 12-string. I can't even picture that, a Telecaster yeah. 12-string. But he walks in with a, a friend of ours named Ross Halfin, who's a photographer. He's been a photographer for rock bands for forever. You know? Right. And I'm just like, this is not cool. I can't fucking sit here and play guitar in front of Jimmy Page. No shit, dude. This is bullshit, man. <laughs> Me- immediately this? put it down. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Automatically, he's like, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, thing that's guitar that somebody made. I was so I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm talking to you about guitars. It's awesome, you know. But he was super cool. Did he play it? He did not. I I offered. I was like, do you want to play? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. Did he sign it? <laughs> no, he didn't sign it, no. But we took a photo with him. I took, I mean, he was just really gracious and, <sighs> and super cool. And it was just, it was one of those moments where, like, hey, you know, sometimes, you know, people can be f- fucking assholes, you know? Yeah, you know, there's you the old be, saying, don't, you don't want to meet your idols. But in that case, it was, it was a good, it was a good exchange. Did you meet John Paul when he was playing with I did. Cultures? Another gracious gentleman he's really nice man i love that guy he's super cool the most talented Ugh. dude like can do so anything. fucking talented um you know yeah really really cool 
Yeah. I just loved, I love, you know, I'm a big fan, so. The double neck you play, is that a jazz master? It's basically, I I kind of, it's basically a jazz master, yeah. But the top, the top, you know, is, I mean, I'm going to go geeky here. So yeah, please do. Here we go. The top is basically an electric 12, mm-hmm. which Fender made electric 12 string. It looks like a jazz master and has these, you know, has these interesting staggered pickups. Right. But I heard that that was the actual Stairway to Heaven guitar. It wasn't the double neck. Really? He played that song and all the 12-string stuff on this. So he didn't record with a double neck? He didn't, I, as far as I as far as far I know. But that's what I heard. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to make this, you know, in honor of what I know about Jimmy Page and yeah. how dorky I am about it. So the top is like a is like an electric 12 and the bottom is a jazz master. Ugh, Nice. And it's about 14 pounds, and yeah, it's super heavy. And that was custom made just for you? It was custom made, Just the one? Yeah. Do you have just the one? or so is it's, it... it's a one-off, yeah. Yeah. 14 fucking pounds. Yeah. yeah. I just bought like a an Epiphone Dot Studio, yeah. just like a hollow body, and I fucking love it so much because it's the lightest guitar are, I've ever yeah. picked up. And I have back and neck problems, sure. and I usually play just like a Fender... Um, Stratocaster, which aren't heavy guitars to begin not, with, you yeah. know, they're not like a, you know, Les Paul or anything. And I got this Dot Studio, and I'm like, oh my god, it's like it weighs nothing. It just yeah. weighs what the strings weigh, basically. Right. <laughs> it sounds fucking good. It Those plays are fun good. guitars, yeah. And it's yeah. not set. I didn't get it set up or anything, and it's just what it is, and I fucking love it. Yeah. It's funny. I like heavier guitars, though. Really? I, I don't know why. It just there's a way that it kind of. I mean, I have neck and back problems, of course, too. Just for years of touring, I always played a Les Paul, too, up until this, you know, the last couple yeah. of Queens tours. But I like playing them when I'm sitting. Yeah. Like if I have to record, yeah. like some of the stuff I did on this album that I've been recording, I would record uh, guitar parts over at Brendan's studio. Yeah. We just track the bass and drums and and scratch vocals at Rancho, but uh, I would play on Brendan. Brendan's got like fifty fucking guitars, and like I'd play like his you know gold Les Paul and <laughs> heavy as fuck, but yeah, sounds so good. Yeah, I just can't handle a fucking heavy. <laughs> it bums me out because I'm like, I'm gonna fucking hurt tomorrow if I play this. For I just hour. I don't know what it is. I I just. It always works with me. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I come off stage bruises and stuff, and I just I don't even know. What I I'm remember, doing. and the, I, I've said this at almost every Queens show, because I usually go with Colin. Yeah. Colin Hanks and I are like the biggest nerds. He's my concert buddy. Like, yeah, I've seen you, uh, you guys at a couple, <laughs> a couple to, shows. We go to all. The, I only ever hang out with him at shows, but we always go together, and. Uh, I I've said it after almost every show. Like I'm like that. I think that's the best show I've ever seen you guys play. <laughs> Dude, but awesome. by far the best one I ever saw you guys play was the last show at the uh, Gibson Amphitheater. Oh yeah, it was on your on this last tour, but it was towards the beginning of the tour. It was like the they, last week that the place was open too. Yeah, they were shutting it down, and I think you guys were like one of the last. I think there was like a mariachi show after it that or been. something. <laughs> but now it's becoming like a Harry Potter. Yeah, fuck. That's so crazy because I've seen, I saw Robert Plant there and like. That was, I thought that was the Los Angeles venue, you know. Easily. Yeah. It's a bummer. 
Um, but I remember that show. That best was show. And Colin was the same way. He's like, that's the best show I've ever seen. I remember afterwards you had like a head wound. I did. I dove into the drums. <laughs> <laughs> I had a total head wound. Symbol. Like just. Yeah, you're sitting right there with ice on your head. <laughs> yeah. I, because I, I knew it was to me. It was like, fuck it. This is the last show I'm ever going to do here. Might as well make it, it memorable, so, or at least me. <laughs> it was so good. Um, oh, you, you. But you have a, a signature model too. The jazz. I do. Master. Yeah, yeah. I played one of the guitars on it. It's really Did you? Fucking nice. I, I really. It's funny, you know. Like when you're a kid, you're learning how to play. You're like. That'll never happen for me, you know? It's like, yeah. And now that it has, it's kind of this weird kind of bucket list thing where you're like, oh, I'm like, check that off the bucket list. How is that I, process? Do you go in and say, this is what I like in a guitar? It's basically, you know, for me, it's almost kind of, you know, I mean, the design is already there, you know? I mean, why would you... It's a jazz master. Why yeah. would you change the jazz master? Really, all it is about, about for me, it was about the color. <laughs> and like the you know the the aesthetics of the guitar because it's like mid 60s i really loved you know the big block inlays and and yeah. the matching headstock so i just i i basically went to a bunch of car shows and and picked you know a couple of colors that i thought were really good on really curvy like 55 chevy yeah. or like a 49 cool you know merc they you know with this kind of like ox blood candy ox blood you know, this color I, I went with. So in the dark, so you it didn't looks reinvent black. the guitar. It wasn't uh, like a, really I the need only... the, the neck to be thinner. No, or... no I, I really took like, <laughs> making it I took something like other a, than a jazz. Master. Yeah, I mean, it took like a '66 Jazz Master, the neck dimensions and everything. And but the thing on a Jazz Master, and I'm gonna go geeky here again. Yeah, there's a switch on top. Yep, and it's so tiny. And I do tons of pickup switching and, and kill switch because I'm playing lap steel and keys. Yeah. I have to hit a switch to turn the guitar off. Yeah. Otherwise, it will feedback. So the option is there for me to either, you know, you know, I have to hit it. Is there a kill switch on the signature one? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Holy you shit. can turn it into another sound. It's a bass circuit that's really woofy and, yeah. and gnarly. Or you can turn that whole circuit off. And then Holy it shit. becomes a kill switch. That's cool. So I, I use it for both. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you because... Own, you have your own Fender... I have my own Fender Jazzmaster signature model. Yep. Um, And what you and you play with an actual 66, though, right? I Not anymore. No, all my kind of vintage stuff, I leave at home now. I mean, What I, do you tour with? I, I use that guitar oh, you most do? of the night, yeah. The signature model. Signature model. Um, I have a... Like a late '90s Les Paul, yeah. Um, that I use for like the older stuff. I know um, nothing about pedal steel, but just for the nerds, what kind of pedal? Well, it's steel basically do you play? it's it's a it's a it's a lap steel. It's let, I'll just be honest. It's a guitar that's just standing like you know <laughs> up like that. It's got an open tuning, and you put a slide on it, you know. But I use it for more like you know sound effects than than mostly yeah. playing, you know. I'm. You know, I, I would never say, you know, I would never last in like a country band, like where my pitch Picking, isn't yeah. the best, you know, it's like, but I, I turned it into like, you know, I'll use a, I'll use an Ebo on it and then a bunch of delay and reverb. And what's, what's an Ebo? An Ebo is, it's, it's a little device that vibrates between the strings. You just uh -huh. kind of set it on the strings oh. and it sustains forever. Oh, it's, it, instead of a slide. No, you use the slide with it. 
So it, it's oh. like... Um, is it like those marble looking? It's they look of, like marble, and it's no. Well, it's 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 kind of looks. Eh, I have to. It, I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> Ebo. I can't lap really steel. I really don't know how to describe it. Not many people. You don't see many people. Was Queens the first time you started playing lap steel? It is. Yeah. And was it weird to pick up? It's it's not really weird for me, you know. I mean, it was it it's a fun instrument to play, you know, and it, and it's de- it's different than guitar because it's sonically, it the way you play it, it just it it sounds different. I mean, yeah, lots of people play slide on their guitar. I play, I do both. Yeah, but it makes you play differently, you know. So that's that's why that's why it, you know it's there. Um, you know, when I first joined the Queens, I was playing keys too, so it was like three instruments you know i it was i was like the color guy forever did you have to change as far as like pedal boards or equipment did you have to change to fit into queens like was josh like you need to have this kind of setup so it sounds like this well i I mean i'll be honest i was a fan of the band before i was in the band so i wanted to be true to what the sound was so i used some of his gear when oh, yeah. I first, you know, the first few years of me playing with the Queens and, you know, pedal selections, all that kind of stuff, that stuff changes over time, you know, but now it's, it's not like that because, you know, we've got Dean playing guitar and yeah. there's three guitar players. In the I know. Band. It's amazing. So I had to find another kind of frequency <laughs> where, you know, like Josh has that classic sound yeah, and me and Dean are kind of like flanking his sound in the middle. So, yeah. So for me, for me, the Jazz Master was a good guitar because you can go between really thick tone and a really wiry, you know, like, you know, angular, angular sort of tone. I remember, because I used to photograph you guys a lot. I used to be really into photography. Right. That's probably how you first met me. I was like hanging out at shows, taking photos, like like an asshole. But um, sure. in fact, I remember what, the first show... The show where I met Josh, I went with Liam. We were shooting, I think, the first season of Sarah's show. Right. Or second season. And you guys were playing one of the first shows at the Nokia Theater. It was like right. the first week. Was that with Mastodon? Mastodon with Mastodon. Yeah. And I think the only other band that had played there before was like the Eagles. The Eagles, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so Liam's like, oh, you got to come, come to this show with me. And I'm like, all right. And like I was always taking photos on set, so he's like, "Bring your camera." I'm like, "Am I allowed?" And he's like, "I'll get you a photo pass." Yeah. And I I'd, I'd never photographed a concert before. I didn't know the rules, so they're like, "Here's your pass. You can go in for the first first three songs." First three songs. <laughs> I'm like, "That's it." I'm like, "Oh, that's fucking weird." Okay, so I took the three songs, and then I just went back to the wings with Liam, and I just had my camera, so I just yeah, kept that, taking photos. Yeah, and I think it was your that. manager who didn't know me at the time was just like. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it was literally like, what are you fucking doing? I was like, just taking pictures. No, no big deal. He's like, don't fucking do that. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I, I felt like such an asshole. But I got a lot of great photos from that show. Yeah, I remember that show. It was fun. It was a good one. Um, Although they weren't really, you know, the sound hadn't really been, you know, fully that's what realized Josh, there. I think that's what Josh and Hutch said. They're like, yeah, yeah the sound could have been better. Yeah. But it sounded... I thought it sounded great. Um, question? Questions? 
more? I don't answer questions, man. Remember when we did that uh, thing with Matt Berry? Yes, I do. That was fun. That was awesome. <laughs> I got a shitload of views, too. It did. It was For those great. listening, you can find it on YouTube, Matt Berry and I. Did Matt it... was in town shooting something, and yeah. uh, I knew he was a big fan of you guys. What would you call that that piece? Well, it's called Secrets of the Sounds. Secrets of the Sounds. <laughs> But what type of piece would you call that? Like a, almost like a infomercial slash. Yeah, like a, a, a electronic press kit. Kind yeah, of. EPK. That's right. EPK. Yeah. Matt Berry from Mighty Boosh and uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place was in town, and I had worked with him before, and we were having lunch, and I knew he was a big fan of you. He's because Matt's a really good musician too. Yeah, I and, know. Uh, I was like, I think Josh. And the other guys are recording right now here in town. And so I texted Josh. He's like, and Josh was like, please bring please him bring over. Him. <laughs> yeah. And so we went by, and Liam hadn't met Matt either, and Liam was a huge fan. And so Liam came by, and we were all just there. And, and somehow Josh we was, ended up with this. Yeah, Josh was like, let's shoot something. <laughs> so you rad. can go on YouTube and find Secrets yeah. of the Sound. Secrets of the Sound. And it was and the, 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 a behind the, the scenes. Of course. The the one who stole the show was your dog. Was my dog, Rosie. Yeah, how's Rosie? She's great, man. Still wearing bow ties occasionally. <laughs> Still dragging her ass Still around. Dragging carpets. her ass around on the carpets. Hell yeah! <laughs> All right, next question. Damn, there's a fucking lot, dude. I'll go to the best ones. Uh, how excited are you to record an album with John on Sticks? I love John. He's Are a great you recording player. with him right now? Or I, I done, assume they're meaning probably the next Queens album. Well, the next, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, but, but I've already, he's played on Sweethead stuff. Uh, oh. I've recorded, he played on like Clockwork too. Towards the end, right? The, the title He's track. really fucking yeah. good. He's just a joy to be around and he's a, an amazing player. Yeah, of course I'm, I'm stoked. You know, I, I met him. I mean, we've known each other for years and years and, and um, he was, I was living out near, kind of like near Malibu, in the middle of nowhere, you know, for like a year. And uh, he was the only other musician that I knew, that I kind of knew out there. Yeah. So, and he was living with Flea at the time. Really? So we would just get together and and jam in Flea's garage. <laughs> just That's him and me. Great. He's a surfer, right? He's a surfer and he's really Is like. Flea a, a surfer? I think Flea is a surfer. I'm not Do you surf? I've gotten up on a surfboard. <laughs> That's like me. And I really, actually, I would really like to, to do it more, but yeah. I just, you know, I just haven't. <laughs> I'm kind of like you. I'm a little bit like, you know, I'll get to that. I'm also very afraid. I used to do it a lot in high school. I never got really good at it, though. And I'm, I'm also like just very afraid of going out into a lineup and infringing in someone. Because I know surfers can be very territorial oh, yeah. and like yeah. dickish. And I'm like... I don't want to fucking. I don't want to get into those kind of politics out in the water. Yeah. I saw Point Break. I don't want to yeah, fucking right. get beat up by Anthony Kiedis and. Right. <laughs> um, fuck, okay. Um. Let's see. Oh, here's one from someone named Serpy. Uh, <laughs> two-parter. Will Sweetheads' cover of "Boys Keep Swinging" ever be available for purchase? <laughs> 
Is that a tough? It's, uh, it's never been recorded like in a studio sense. You know, we've always just played it live. Um, so in that sense, legally, how possible is it to do? Co- I mean, I know just bands do them, covers. You know, I mean, nowadays it's just just you just do them. It used to be a process where, you know, the the artist could re- you know say no, you can't do that. But I just don't see that happening anymore. You know, like yeah. Kids will just go, you know, make songs in their bedrooms now. Yeah, they could be covers, they could be their originals. But the the point is, like, we always just played that song live, you know, it just because we, you know, like the first Sweethead tour we did, we only had one record, so we resorted yeah, you to fill doing out time. Yeah, doing covers like, you know, we would do the Kinks. Um, um, so tired of waiting for nice. you, you know, just yeah, and and. Just whatever we could yeah. muster up, you know. So there you have it, Serpy. Yes, Serpy. Um, someone wrote, uh, will Queens and Jack White ever collaborate? This is Max Cam. P.S. I shook your hand at the Renegade show in Chicago when you were on tour with Nine Inch Nails. Wow. Um, I I mean, I, I don't ever see put anything past what we do with the queens there, there's not really any rule like right. you know i mean elton john played elton john is on our last record it's really weird too because <laughs> you know I mean? not like it's not like a featured like a standout performance either it's like he filling in basically joined our band for like two days you know and sang and played he played he was cursing us at first for writing it you know he kept calling it guitar tunings you know like the like, alternate tuning well and it wasn't it's just because on piano there's piano tuning you know uh, tunes and then there are guitar tunes where it's e a d you know yeah so that's what it was he's like oh all these goddamn guitar chords <laughs> he was, was he on did he play on fairweather friend yeah that's yeah. the one but he was another great person that you like you 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 meet in one of your heroes and he was awesome and he was awesome yeah that's fucking great um yeah and jake shears sings on our record you know it's like you never know i mean you never know what's going to happen each record is completely different we don't really even know what to expect ourselves yeah billy gibbons has played on queen's albums that's so fucking nuts yeah uh jonathan diner writes uh what happened with troy playing in failure for the new record slash shows was it ever supposed to happen um it, it it did happen i mean i did record oh you did with them yeah um it's just the scheduling got so messed up you know with i mean i literally i recorded on four songs yeah right before we left on tour for the last record right so 18 months i'm gone yeah you know i mean it's like you do i, what I you wouldn't can. wait for me you know <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean it's like yeah. but i i mean i love i love that band and i i, yeah. I want you know i want everyone to hear that music and yeah if i can be a part of it i will but it's just the schedules really need to kind of line up you got a full plate dude yeah I'm, i mean i you know but there is there is a new record that's um done there's not I, a release date yet i I don't know exactly. I think it might be somewhere in mid-June. Oh, yeah. very soon then. Yeah. Uh, Shay McFez, um, favorite pedal you've used? God, That's I a tough know. one. <laughs> I, I will say the one pedal that I always use, and I've used it since it came out, is a whammy pedal. 
Really? Yeah. What kind do you use? I, I mean, I have the very first version. Like the Hendrix? Uh... No, it's, it's a whammy. It's called, it's a Digitech whammy pedal. It's kind of an octave oh. sort of um Is it the big shifter? square one? Yeah, it's a big square one. Uh, it's red. Um, but, I mean, I have the original one that I... That, Jesus. You know, do you I, tour with it? I tour with... Not the original one, no. I, I, I buy the newer ones. Because they break... I break them. Vintage stuff really doesn't I just don't want to bring well. my vintage stuff on the road anymore because it just... I, I will break it and I, it'll never have happen. Have you ever been in a show and had, had shit just fucking... I've, a pedal I've, go out or an yeah, amp? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've blown up amps and, and destroyed guitars. What do you yeah. do? I mean, you obviously travel with more than one guitar, but pedal-wise... You know, and I... This is probably not the best thing. You know, I mean, when you're up there playing and you, you get, you know, you get into it, man. <laughs> just get into you it. just get into it. Duh. I, 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 duh. Duh. You broke your guitar. Duh. Yeah. I, there was this really nice Yamaha hollow body that I had, and I don't know, something went out. And I, all I remember, I think we're in Australia or somewhere like that, but... All I remember was throwing the guitar oh. like 10, 15 feet up in the air and not catching it. Oh. <laughs> it just like, I was like, that was that. I'm like, oh, well. Unrepairable? I, I, I think it's sitting in the Queen's studio, like just <laughs> kind of glued back together, yeah. but never, it never really, you know, never really survived that, that fall. So you're like, from now toss. on, I'm just touring with fucking Epiphone pawn shop guitars yeah, that totally. I can fucking break. Yeah, that's why, you know, it's like, I, I just, I got to have stuff that works. Um, I, I can't stand it when things go wrong. And they always do. And it's also terrifying when it yeah. goes wrong while you're performing. Totally. Yeah. Like a mic goes out. I mean, for stand-up, that's really the only thing that yeah. can go wrong <laughs> other than forgetting your fucking jokes. But like. <laughs> It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Troy, this is from Scott Henderson. Is there any possibility of a Squire version of your signature jazz master? Um, I don't know. I mean, yes, there is a possibility of it. I, is that I, up to Fender? It's kind of up to them and up to me, depending on what, you know. It's still pretty new, the, my, my signature model. But when did that come out? It came out. Last year? It was about a year ago, yeah. Yeah. And, um... Uh, you know, I I like I like that Fender makes you know like Jay Jay Mascus has a, yeah a great does. jazz master that's a squire that is it's it's cool and it's affordable and you know it's like I like that you know yep. I'm not like a purist where like I I have really nice old vintage guitars I have really nice new guitars that are handmade yeah but if a guitar is feels good and it's and it works. Doesn't fucking matter. It says Squire on it. It's made somewhere by small hands in Korea, probably. Yep. Or I just or grab Chinese, shit China. off the yeah. rack and start playing it, and if it feels good, I'll be like, okay. Because sometimes you never know. You There's just tell, there, yeah. You know, it, it could be a good one. You know, my eyesight is so fucking bad. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, Troy. That's fucking. I mean love that, shit. man. I'm gonna use that all the time. Do please do. You riding a motorcycle these days? This isn't one of the questions. But I, you, you ride, I still right? do, yeah. Yeah, occasionally. Uh, what do you ride? I have a Harley-Davidson. It's a newer bike. It's a 2007 Heritage. 
uh, soft tail with the Springer front end, so it's kind of got a like a '40s look to it. But, um, but yeah, I, lo I love it. Have you ever laid one over? Oh yeah, I I, I crashed. Well, at a very low speed, I hit gravel, Ugh. and I broke my collarbone three weeks before I had to go on a tour. This is 2011. No shit. Oh yeah, I had, and you can't put. A cast on your collarbone. No, and it was this collar too. That's when I actually stopped playing my Les Paul. It was your fret, <laughs> fretting arm? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I, I had to stop playing my Les Paul for that for that tour. I had to get a special strap because I was like, we were doing like Glastonbury and oh my all these God. crazy big festivals over. How much overseas. pain were you in? I mean, with all I've the torn my rotator cuff, shoulder injuries are fucking yeah. brutal. No, I mean I was I was on a lot of painkillers, so they're the worst when you sleep. Yeah, they are. Because you'll wake up in the middle of the night with your arm like under your head and be like, yeah. oh. oh my god! And it'll yeah. take like half an hour to get your arm back down to a normal you have to position. To take your other arm to yeah, move it. <laughs> I've been there, dude. It's the fucking yeah. worst. No, I mean I don't recommend going on tour with a broken collarbone if you play guitar. It's I remember seeing thing. you guys. Uh, where was it? It was it. Like the it was in Orange County. It was at the uh, the Orange County Fairgrounds. Yes. Yeah. And Josh had just had knee surgery. Yeah. Was he sitting on? I feel like he was sitting on a stool. No. Maybe not. He no. came out with a cane. Yeah. I've I've seen he, uh, Josh has had a couple of like injuries that he's gone on tour with that are, oh. you know it's it's rough. It's rough to do that, but he won't sit down. No. I remember, I mean, the last one, the the MRSA. Ugh. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was that was a. I remember seeing fun, him. Not fun for him. I saw him at the uh, House of Blues. Uh, Masters of Reality were playing, and you guys had been back from. I think you'd done some quick shows in South America. Yeah, that's right. After that, which is that. when you got fucking hurt, and. Uh, he came walking up to me in the audience, and I didn't even write. He had a full beard. Oh, yeah. He looked like a fucking homeless man. He had a cane. Yeah. And he just got right up in my face. He's like, hey, what's up, man? <laughs> like, he was fucking with me. I didn't know it was him. I was like, oh, hey. Like, oh, jeez. He looked oh, geez. fucking like he had definitely seen better days. Um, Let's see. Uh, I think that's it. No more questions. A lot of repeat questions about your suits. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've done an hour and 11 minutes, Troy. Oh, that's fucking good for me. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm always afraid when I have people on the show that I'm going to be like, I know this person, but I really don't know what to ask them anymore. But I think we did all right. Dustin, did we do okay? We got the thumbs up from Dustin. Cool. Um, so that do you have anything you want to plug? Any uh, look for Sweethead? Yeah, just look out for Sweethead. Um, uh, yeah, and I did play on some of the failure stuff, so check that out um, that sometime this summer. And um, you know, I'm working on a couple of things right now, but I don't want to talk about it just yet. All right, we'll keep an eye open. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, Troy. Thank you, Steve. Duh. Audio. Want entertainment designed just for you? Then check out customizable streaming TV from Xfinity. 
It makes your life simple, easy, awesome. Xfinity gives you customizable streaming TV options. Enjoy the most free shows anywhere on any device and even access your streaming apps right on your TV with X1. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. 